0: The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WABC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano on 77 WABC. Can you believe that while the rest of the country and the rest of the world seems to have pretty much moved on from this COVID vaccine mandate hysteria, Here in New York, we are still woefully behind the times. And some of the people most affected by this vaccine mandate as it exists now are judges. There's still a vaccine mandate in New York state in the court system only for judges. No, not for lawyers, not for litigants, just for the judges. Poughkeepsie City Court Judge Frank Mora is suing New York's court system in a federal lawsuit over their decision to deny him a religious exemption from the system's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. Now, I think he has a very strong case, and some other cases have tended to go in that direction, in the side of vaccine freedom and deference to religious choice and things of that nature. However, this case, also in New York, is even stranger and I think does an even better job illustrating the absurdity that they're still making judges adhere to this vaccine mandate, and that is the case of judge Jennifer Donlan. Judge Jennifer Donlan is one of two part-time judges in Hornell City Court in Steuben County. Now she's a part-time judge. That means she works part-time as a judge and the rest of the time she works as an attorney. She is unvaccinated and she serves on the bench with distinction. There's no indication that she's a problem at all upstate and she is suing New York's courts for paradoxically Barring her from the courthouse as a judge while allowing her inside as a lawyer. Think about that. Judge Jennifer Donlin claims her applications for both religious and medical exemptions from the vaccine were denied without explanation. And yet, as an attorney, she's still able to walk into court whenever she wants. As a judge, position she was appointed to five years ago, she's not allowed to take the bench and she she can only preside over cases remotely. Now, I'm vaccinated. I'm pro-vaccine. But at what point is enough enough? This is crazy. Who is really being helped by this judge or these judges not being able to do their job? No one. This is absolutely absurd. They ought to do away with this pronto. Beam me up. To be continued. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I'm sure a lot of you spent your Sunday in the New York area, as I did, uh, watching some football. It was kind of dreary weather, not much opportunity to do anything outside, be it anything fun or anything in the way of outdoor chores. So that left a lot of us indoors. And thankfully, if you're a football fan, there was a lot of good football to watch. If you're a New York area football team, well, unfortunately, the results. Were pretty disappointing. The Giants were trounced by the Philadelphia Eagles, which was pretty well expected, and the Jets in spite of showing a couple of signs of life throughout the game, they were defeated by the Bills. If Yogi Berra were a football analyst, I think he would be saying of the Giants and Jets, it's getting late early. Now, I'm a casual football fan. I don't pretend to be a football fanatic by any stretch of the imagination. And as a child, I rooted primarily for the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers. But as I've gotten older, really over the course of the last 10, 15 years, maybe a little longer than that, maybe the last 20 years, I have just taken into rooting for both the Jets and the Giants. I know a lot of diehard Jet fans or a lot of diehard Giant fans, they may hear that and just want to vomit. I get that. Uh, that's how I am with baseball, right? Uh, I love the Mets, can't stand the Yankees, and a lot of Yankee fans feel the same way about the Mets. To me, football's not like that. In football, there are too few games, even with the expanded season, to root for one New York area team and hate the other. Plus, they're both New Jersey teams anyway. So, I uh, I don't have that much of a rooting interest for either of these teams that prefer to play their home games in New Jersey. The reason I'm mentioning this is, when I was a child, it was incredibly rare that you'd see the Jets and the Giants play at the same time. It was I think it would happen maybe once a year if that. This season and I've talked about this before, it seemingly happens all the time. It happened yesterday. It happened last weekend. We were watching the games from Mexico and we had to flip between the Jets and the Giants. The bottom line is There are a lot of New Yorkers, and I'm sure a lot of New Jerseyans, that want to see both the Jet game and the Giant game in their entirety. Why should we be forced to either choose or flip back and forth and potentially miss an exciting play of the game? They ought to bring back this, I don't know if it was a rule or just standard practice, where the two New York area teams do not play at the same time one should play at one o'clock, one should play at four o'clock unless somebody's playing a, a night game that week or something. That's the way it always was and it was a good system for the life of me I can't understand why they've changed it. I hope you'll join my quest in getting them to stop putting the giant and jet games on at the same time beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight 7-7. Local Spotlight. You may not know if you don't follow the inner workings of the state legislature too closely that the legislature usually comes into session in January and then they usually end their legislative session in late May or early June, depending on when the budget is finalized. And for months, state lawmakers have refused to head back to Albany for a special session. They can call themselves back into special session. The governor can also call them back into special session to address the well-documented flaws in recent criminal justice reforms. Now, flaws are not well documented by me or other radio commentators. It's people like former New York City police officer and current New York City mayor Eric Adams who says the state legislature should fix the criminal justice reform laws. It's experts in policing like Ray Kelly and Bill Branton and still nothing, zip zip zero nada. But now With the election safely over, the state legislature is talking about rushing up for a special session. Now, you might think, great, they're going to finally make some of those tweaks to criminal justice reform, aren't they? No. (laughs) They are about to head up to Albany for a special session to vote themselves a pay hike. Yes, that's right. Don't you think your state legislators are doing such a great job that they're worthy of a raise? After all, with inflation and everything, $110,000 a year doesn't buy what it used to. Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty and the governor have both gone so far as to say that state legislators deserve a raise. Now, you might say, why the big urgency? why can't they just wait until they're back in session a month from now? Well, any pay hike could not take effect until at least January of 2027, unless they vote before January 1st. So that means if they wait just four or five more weeks, they won't get their raise. This, to me, is an incredibly brazen act of hubris. While Governor Hochul barely, Hung on, and so did most of the legislative incumbents. This year's elections sent a message that showed up and down the state, even in New York City, voters are really fed up with the kind of business that's going on in Albany. They're tired of the way Albany does business, they're tired of politics as usual. The fact that these people are willing to give themselves a raise in the face of all this voter anger and rush up to albany for special session to do so that's laughable if governor Hochul's going to give her blessing for a special session for legislative pay raises she should do so only if that goes hand in hand with fixes to the criminal justice reform law beam me up to be continued the other side at midnight 77 Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that dial. I know we have a lot of elected officials that listen to this program, and I have good news for you. If you are a politician in the United States of America, including in the state of New York, it is a good time to take a bribe. Oh, yes, not necessarily a good time if you're somebody that's giving a bribe out, but if you're on the receiving end of a bribe, you are in luck these days. A brilliant column in the New York Daily News this weekend by Harry Siegel. Headline why bribery is no longer a crime for the bribed. And this comes on the heels of the decision by the uh, federal court to th- throw out several of the counts against the former Lieutenant Governor of New York State, Brian Benjamin. Now, the bribery laws have been loosened a great deal, thanks to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the courts have held that it's pretty difficult, if you're a politician, to get convicted of corruption if you're on the receiving end of a bribe. Now, if you look Look at the situation involving the former lieutenant governor. It looks pretty bad. He took campaign cash from his state senate campaign to pay for a lavish wedding reception for himself attended by a who's who of New York's political elite while leaning on a big donor who wanted public money in exchange for those quote-unquote donations to hide contributions to his failed city controller campaign. We are now in an era where people who bribe politicians can still go to jail, but the politicians who take those bribes, like former Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin, have little to fear. That's the good news if you're a politician from Manhattan federal judge J. Paul Oakton's ruling last Monday, finding that, quote, proof of an express promise is necessary when the payments are made in the form of campaign contributions. What an awfully fancy way to say that politicians are now free to use public money to reward their donors. In Brian Benjamin's case, even after that donor pleaded guilty to To bribing him, so long as they're not stupid and sloppy enough to explicitly declare, I am paying you off with government money in exchange for the money you put into my political operation. So if you're a politician, just don't say those words to anybody that's given you a bribe or a big donation in expectation of something on the back end, and you should be just fine. Thank you, Supreme Court of the United States. There's no telling how many corrupt politicians are going to be able to benefit because of your decisions in case after case along these lines. Beam me up! To be continued.